This podcast has been adapted from our YouTube channel. To enjoy the full experience, head to YouTube and search fullboost.com.au and this podcast title. I would always watch your videos, but now I am deleting your channel. Ding, bye bye. Because you're forever running down Barrett powered cars and are always saying LS are the best. Says the bloke watching a Barra video. Continuously show Barras you're a weirdo. Way too much crankcase pressure, oil shooting out of the head gasket. Head what? gasket? Let's see that in an instant replay. Street car, no way that's street legal. Definitely have to be on Club Rego. Club Rego? How does, that, how does that make it street legal? Club Rego, isn't this like a 2008 model car? Yeah. Australia sucks with modifying cars, especially when you add more horsepower. The EPA Highway Patrol are out there to get you. If they're a Holden fan, you're done. It's pro street, not street. It's a pro, <laughs> pro street car, this one now. <clears throat> pro street, so it's still running the factory engine that came in the car. The difference with that car and a lot of high output XR6 turbo barras is that this car just works. Don't get me wrong, it makes a lot of power, but I'm saying there's a lot of cars that make a lot of power, but this car just has got it working, therefore it's got an ET under its belt. It's not running a nine, you know, a 950 at 160 miles an hour. Nowhere in the, nowhere in the video did we say, it's always people just seem to get confused about street legal and street driven. And the funny thing is, it's like, it's not a street car. In the actual video, we're driving it on the street, but not a street car. I believe it's too heavy modified to be street legal and regular rego. If some engineer was game to put his name to, to it and pass, I'd like his number. To me, it just comes across as jealousy. You know what, like if, if someone's got a very fast car and it's built to a high standard, yeah, there's probably something on it that isn't street legal. I think we're all going to agree with that. But to sit there and nitpick that it's not a street car because of something like that, it just screams jealousy to me. That's a nice Mickey Thompson drag slick on the back. Think all Falcons come with that. What's he supposed to do? Go go to the drags with a set of Bob Jane or Randall's on the back? I mean, he's at a drag strip, put drag tyres on it, change them, go home. If you just want to have a fast car and never worry about anything and everything's, you know, picture perfect, honestly, just go buy a Tesla. This guy's got a good comment though. You aren't the brightest globe in the box, are you? A Barrett can make 2,000 horsepower with a stock bottom end, a tune, and an exhaust and minor headwork. True 2K Barra. <laughs> now on Project Nomang, E85 is great if you want to go to the drag races. Real streetcars don't run E85, and that beat you on E85 and run out of fuel on the way home because there's no E85 petrol stations open. Deserve what they get, real cars run on 98 octane FE85. So you're not a, you're now, the, the whole, what isn't, isn't a street car is uh, just, you know, pretty polarizing. But now you're not a street car for running pump fuel. Bowser fuel. Bowser fuel. If you've got E85 Bowser fuel. Out of the pump. You're not a street car now. And every time you do it, you're gonna have the range anxiety. Either you're gonna time. be running out of fuel on the way home. Sounds like this guy's been uh, hosed. I, I reckon this and he just got the, you know, they can't, when the car's in front of him, you just get that hint. 
I think he's been breathing in a, a bit too much E85 through his um, air vents. Jordo, did you see Shannon's had their winter auction and some uh, no the 90s Japanese cars are going through the roof, aren't they? It used to be all the Holden Ford stuff and now it just seems to be anything. Well, I think a lot of it's Japanese because a lot of these cars are being available to other countries like the USA. So the prices of them are just uh, going through the roof. There was a an RX-7 SP. Now, overseas viewers may not know what that is, but Mazda made around, I think it was like 25 or 30 of them. And they... That's it, only that many. Yeah, yeah, they just basically made them so they could race this car in the 12 hour, Bathurst 12 hour. That's it, right, wasn't yeah. That, yeah. So there's one of them that just sold for 166. 66. You were saying there's more fees on that. It's actually going to cost more. Well, by the probably you know by the time you pay auction house fees, who knows? It's probably like 175. But that same car, Shannon sold that same car in 2018 for 112. I'm but you, you'd yeah. sort of expect though, that's a very limited edition car. You'd expect that the value of that would be high. But the issue is because these special examples go high, and the same thing happens with other manufacturers like Subaru, when you've got a 22B, all of a sudden it means that the, the mass-produced version is also going up at ridiculous yep. rate, but are they really worth that? Well, speaking of rotaries, there was a Banana Yellow Series 3 RX-7. It went for 46 grand. 46 for a Series 3. And to be honest, they're not that rare. You see, we see quite a lot of them. There's a Mitsubishi Starion, went for 30 grand. At least that thing, I have not seen a Starion on the road forever. There have to be less of them on the road than a series. Yeah, but the issue, you know, more people are going to want uh, the yeah, rotary no. than a stereo. Obviously, it's know, got to supply, do with... Supply and demand. That's what it obviously comes down to. People are going to pay what they want to. There's a mint condition, the the nice... I, I like this, Berg. I always like the R32 and the the red burgundy colour. A lot of people don't like it. I always thought it was the um, the best colour. Is that... That might have been, I'm not sure, but that, that, that might have been an Aussie delivered one. Not sure. It said that no, that nudged 150 grand. Oh, I think it was 142, 150, was it? I don't know. Stock 94 WRX, 22 grand, and an MR2 Bathurst Coupe, 25 grand. What's Bathurst mean? Sticker pack? <laughs> Didn't they have no aircon or something? They actually got less features than no, a stock. No, it was optional. But um, what's so special about the Bathurst version? Well, it's just they, there wasn't that many made. I think um, I think they're all green. I don't know. About but isn't that. it literally a sticker pack? No, but they only sold like, I don't know, 350 of them or something, I don't know. But um, yeah, these cars are going, a lot of these cars are going up in value. And you think, the thing with, say, cars that I think under $50,000, a lot of people can afford that price bracket. So those cars, I don't really see them going down in value. Because they're getting less and less. And a lot of people can afford, say, a $30,000, dollars $50,000 car. So they're, gonna, they're going to hold their value. They're not going to go back to 10 or 15 grand. But it's sort of just funny how it really has been the biggest driving point in the price pike really has been COVID, hasn't it? Oh, prices two years ago were high, but now they're just silly. Mm. No, but you could have had a lot of those cheaper cars you mentioned for not a whole lot of money, but pre-COVID. Prices were high, I should say, on certain cars, but yeah. now they just seem to be high on anything. Yeah. Speaking of MR2s, you've uh, just shown your one online. That car is immaculate. It's not bad. It's all right. No, it's, it's, it's a nice car. Now, everyone's telling me about the K-Swap. I ain't putting a K-Swap in it. That's not going to happen. That, no. was, that was his original plan with this car. Not with that car. Not with that car. But I think this car is just too nice. And it's already a turbocharged. It's not like you're dealing with some NA Bathurst edition. No, I think the uh, the long, short, long term, I don't know. The plan with that car for the minute will just be to hot up the 3S. 
and then we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm not saying um, I would never do an engine transplant in the car, but I think the 3S seems to be in good working condition, so let's just hot that up and see how that goes. I actually like the idea of putting in the... Uh, Yaris three-cylinder? No! They're, they're pretty cheap, aren't they? Aren't they? Isn't an entire long block from Toyota only, I think they're under four grand. They're probably cheaper than buying another 3S, aren't they? Um, I actually like the idea of putting that 2GR, the V6. V6. They're actually not a bad sounding V6. That would drive well. It's basically like a Lotus setup in the back of it. But what size are they? Three and a half. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of, Harrop it's a big, a, decent sized motor for Harrop a small make, car. Harrop make a nice supercharger for them. Not doing that straight away. We'll stick with the 3S for now. Jordo, it wouldn't be an episode of Bench Talk if I just didn't give a blatant merch plug and it is beanie season. So look at this. Got them in every colour. You were saying everyone just buys black, yeah? Everyone just buys black. I don't even know why I bothered getting these coloured ones done, but... Blue, pink. I think I've got a pink one for you. Um, I personally like the dark grey. That's what I wear. Stickers. Still surprised how many people buy this Barra sticker. They love it. The FU sticker is the... I think other, it's... Other, all these Barra stickers. We've actually got LS stickers, but Barra stickers just outsell everything here. Really? People love their barrows. Maybe we need to come up with some new merch. If there's anything you guys would like to see on a sticker or a t-shirt, let us know. We'll try and get it going, yeah? For sure. Maybe we need to make a bench talk uh, t-shirt. No! God, please, no! If I call these sweatshirts, people are going to get really cut up. It's they? a jumper. Jumper. I put them on the site, right? And I thought, jumper. Who? Of course we call them jumpers. I went to about five or six websites that sell clothes, all Australian, sweatshirts or the other, or a pullover. Pullover. I'll just go get my pullover. But anyway, it's a jumper. No hoodie, a normal jumper. What's a jumper? I don't know, jumper actually makes no sense, jumping off a it's building. Hey, what about this one? Green full burst hoodie. Yeah, but you can't buy that. You can't buy it, I've got a special, special delivery. You guys want some different coloured full burst hoodies or what? Yeah, let us know actually if you want a different colour. Um, Jordan and I have got some different coloured ones. We've got black, blue, green, but um, we don't actually stock them in any other colour than plain and black. I had an email the other day and say, why is all your gear black? Have you ever gone to, like if you go to somewhere like Heathcote and you go to the Heathcote Bakery and you just walk in, you know there's a car meeting on because every bloke in there is wearing a black t-shirt. Black hoodies. Black, black hoodies or black hoodies. And black tracksuit pants. Tracksuit pants, yep. Thing, and this is a rant. I'm going to throw a rant in here and walk in close to the camera. Anyone who's a on Facebook and judges people, and you can talk about me or whatever in the comments below. Sorry, I'm Back then, there was no social media, so no. nobody had to fit the cookie cutter crap about, oh no, you can't do that to a car. It's your car, do what you want with it. You hear that, millennials? Shut your faces and worry about your own shit. None of you can seem to get it together. Grow up. Did you see that Porsche have got their Nürburgring lap record back? I think from memory it ran a 6.43. 6.43. Imagine how much of the lap that car would be doing over 200 k's. Like the average speed's incredible. Yeah, but if you have a look on the back, the wheels have got like, like a fan disc. You know, like a, I guess it's for aero. To be honest, anything under seven minutes around there is, wow, that's... It was on a set of Michelin Spilot Pilot Sport Cup 2s. Wow. So yeah, that's a that's a production tyre. Mm. That's what and, they come with, standard, don't they? And they're the tyres that apparently are going to be fitted to your Yaris, yeah? Soon. Soon. The average speed is 185. Average. Average. 
515 kilowatt, 3.8 litre flat six, 750 newton That's, I must say, a, a port, this is like one, that's like a dream car of mine. Like that's my favorite. I've always been into the 911s over your Ferraris and all that. Yeah, they're a unique car, aren't they? Hey, one really cool thing I saw a couple of days ago was uh, something posted to our full boost group page in a turbocharged Holden VC Commodore, six cylinder. But this was a complete car. It wasn't just a um, not just know, a turbo kit. No. Turbo kit. It was like a like a, I guess what like you'd say an old school like a Holden dealer team type. It says here um, it was hand built and it was a limited selected GMH dealers. Now I had a bit of a soft spot for the VC because that was my first car. I had a 173, so that was a 2.85 five. liter mm. six cylinder powerhouse, and mine had the uh, M20 manual transmission, which just was basically if you were doing. 0.01 kilometers an hour, you could not put that back into first gear. Oh, they cr crunch it. Oh, just crack. Like you'd have to, yeah, you had to, you had to, it was just a crap gearbox. But anyway, that was slow. And you had, after that, you bought a VH, the next shape. Yeah, it had a 202, which is a 3.3. It was auto though. But yours had an exhaust on it, I think, didn't it? Genie extractors, bro. Get yeah, it but right. anyway, that car smoked my car. Like, oh, it was much faster. It was a lot quicker. But it was yeah. just a lot more torquier. It just drove yeah. like a, but I think the transmission, the manual transmission, I think made that car slow in a way. They, they but that was a um, pretty cool thing. You think, you know, you think back and you think this is 40 years ago. Oh, it's mental. Like 40 years no ago. No one would, people wouldn't have even known what in earth is a turbocharger. It said that, and it came, like it wasn't just a turbo bolted onto an existing car. Yeah. The engine was rebuilt. It had low comp pistons, 7.5, because that pretty much carried all the way through the eighties. Most of the turbo yeah. cars were in the seventies. Yeah, because none of them were intercooled. It says here it made 130 kilowatts, and impressively it made 350 newton meters at 2600. So it would have driven so much. Well, on the graph, the 202's got about a third as much power, and it noses right off quickly. So that's making more power on that graph than the 5.0, is it? Five litre, yeah, it's Five got a litre. bit more, yeah. yeah. Probably but drives better. Looks like it's got a bit less, obviously, low down torque. This is an old TO4B, remember those? Draw through carb. Big exhaust housing. But there was a bloke on here that mentioned and it said there they were only going to make 85, but... It came with an interior, like the whole car. Yeah, the whole was done, done. wasn't just an engine. Well, they're going to make 85, but they didn't sell that many, obviously. This guy said he owned one, he's restoring, he said they were either a 173 or 202, all were five speeds, low comp engines, blah, blah, blah. Very rare. It said there they were limited to 85... Five speed gearbox. 85 um, cars were going to be sold. This is, they only sold seven 173s and 12 202s. <laughs> so not, not many in existence. I don't have a, I don't think it says a price here, but I'm sure yeah. it would have been expensive. And I'm sure people, even back then, they would have preferred to buy a five litre. Yeah, I know. I mean, oh, who'd want a turbocharged car? It's going to blow up. I remember when I bought my first turbocharged car, which was a Mitsubishi Cordia. Actually, it was after the Commodore. I sold the Commodore to buy this Cordia, and I was getting a roadworthy on the car, uh, checking that. And, and the guy goes, oh, what are you buying? I said, oh, I'm buying a Mitsubishi Cordia. He goes, one of those turbo things. He goes, oh, you're going to have to rebuild it. Every he, what did he say? I, remember, I never forget. He goes, you're going to have to rebuild it every 150,000 Ks. And I remember thinking, that's not that bad. <laughs> Imagine now thinking, I've only got 150,000 Ks. And you, you did end up rebuilding it, and the car was basically standard. Still needed a rebuild. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it had a hard life. So this is a story about someone going to the cops and saying, someone's stolen my white Holden Ute. Yeah, what's the, that's pretty common, isn't it? But it is alleged the theft occurred sometime over the past seven year, years. Yes, you read that right. 
I know it's a long shot, but has anyone seen this car? Okay, so there's a few different uh, explanations for this. One, old mates buried this car in the backyard because it was um, stuffed, and now he's realised that the, the price of them's gone up, so it got stolen, allegedly. Got stolen. Two, he's had a stint in the can, 100%. How many times do you hear at workshops, what's going on with that car? Oh, it's been sitting out the front for uh, three or four years, we can't get in touch with the owner. The owner's gone on a holiday. Or the third case scenario, which I reckon's uh, most likely true, this guy's just having a whole lot of psychedelics and he doesn't know what's going on. So if you've seen a white hole newt sometime over sometime the last Sometime in the last seven, seven years. years. If you can just re rack your brain. Does it even say, I mean, it's got a picture of a VR, but it doesn't say, it doesn't even say what year the car is or anything about the car, just the white hole newt. Yep. Now, you are a big fan, and I mean a big fan, of good old whistling diesel. Oh, yeah. If anyone's seen that YouTube channel, this bloke is just out of control. He just... It took me a while to warm to it because he just trashes everything. I don't like seeing things trashed. You know, it's bad. It's one of... I don't watch... It's, well, yeah, shock a few people. I don't watch that much automotive content. I watch even less than you. I don't know. I mean, when you do sort of this stuff for a living, I don't know. I look at it a lot of content, but not heaps of automotive stuff. But I do watch automotive. What I mean is I don't watch... I should, I should rephrase that. I don't watch the same channel like regularly a lot, no. but Whistling Diesel, I watch every video he does. To be perfectly honest, in the last few months, I'm surprised the guy hasn't killed himself. He shredded some, what's that, what was that pickup called with the high lift in the front? Oh, his squatted truck or something? Oh, the squatted truck. Yeah, because, um, well, didn't they pass some law over there they were going to ban the squatted trucks? They're the stupid. But he trashes it anyway. Yeah. Then he gets the machine out and the thing's just carving this to pieces. But now he's selling jars of it, so it's shredded in jars. This is a marketing genius. I think he was selling 995 jars. Se 70, 70 bucks a pop. A yeah. jar of just it's rubbish, but people are buying because it's got his autograph It's like on 70 it. grand in revenue. Now I'm thinking, Jordo, that we can... Uh, well, what do, you, what do you reckon? Copy him. I reckon we, we go and buy ourselves a cheap Mazda RX-8, shred it, and sell it, because I'm pretty confident we'd only need to sell about five jars and we break even. The only issue we've got is how are we going to get the car out to the shredder? I'm going to have to redo that again. Can you speak some English? I'm trying to read this, what you'd call English.